Time to get obsessed with wide receivers. Welcome to another episode of Packcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. <sighs> just, just draft all the wide receivers. That'll make the fans happy. Grassi, and today we're going to be doing a little bit of a breaking down of a specific individual, and that individual is going to be Kadarius Tony, the wide receiver from Florida. Now, the way that this is going to work. There's just going to be a couple videos that are going to come out this week. We're going to look at individual wide receivers. Then we're going to look at a bunch of wide receivers together in one video for potentially day two or day three targets. I've just specifically picked these guys because they have been highly requested by the fans. Their names have been, been attributed to the Green Bay Packers. And so I was like, you know what? Let's do this thing. Now, in previous years, what I used to do is I used to have like little highlights that would be played in which I would be talking about specific plays and what I saw and what I liked and what I didn't like. However, all of those got copyrighted uh, and they got flagged. So, unfortunately, we we can't do that anymore. So, I still watch a bunch of tape. It's just I can't show that tape to you anymore. So, a bunch of mock drafts have predicted that Kadarius Toney could go to the Green Bay Packers. I've seen it even as early as night one in the first round, and I've seen it in day two, usually the second or the third round. This has been one of those guys who a lot of Packer fans have been sending to me, and he's like, he's the next Randall Cobb. He's a great slot receiver. That makes me think about Randall Cobb again, and just makes me miss him. All those times he beat the Bears. So, of course, I decided to take a gander and let's see what we got with Mr. Kadarius Tony. So, Florida wide receiver, standing at 5'11", 189 pounds. So, a little bit of a smaller guy, but makes sense within the slot. Spent four years at Florida. His first three years, didn't play a whole lot. Was more of a gadget player. Decided to do a little bit of running back, a little bit of wide receiver. Did some returning action. And in those first three years, he played a total of 27 games. Had 50 receptions for 606 yards two receiving touchdowns, 419 rushing yards, and one rushing touchdown over the first three years. So, you might be thinking right off the bat, why is this guy getting projected in night one or day two? Well, it's because of his 2020 season. In 2020, the guy played 11 games, had 70 receptions, 984 yards, 10 receiving touchdowns, then on the ground, 19 for 161 yards, and a touchdown, and hell, the guy even ran back a touchdown in returning. In addition, in each of his four years, he averaged at least 10 yards per reception, which is pretty darn impressive that he's a yak monster. Highlighting his 2020 season, he had four games over 100 yards, he had two games with multiple TDs, and he averaged roughly about six receptions per game. So he was obviously getting a lot of attention within this offense. So let's start out with the pros and why I like him for the Green Bay Packers. One, the fact that he's a gadget player and he's a utility guy, that screams Matt LaFleur at me. LaFleur loves, excuse me, LaFleur, loves to use guys in different positions. You look at a Josiah DeGuerra, who's a perfect example of this. We utilize our running backs in a multitude of different ways. You look at a Swervin Irvin, who is most likely not gonna be on the team. I think he visited with the Bills recently. But this is the kind of guy that you utilize with jet sweeps. This is the guy that you use to create mismatches. And right off the bat, just scheme-wise, 
I love Tony for the Packers. In addition, he fulfills a need as a slot wide receiver. And in addition, he fulfills a need as a returner. We have done many, many experiments of kick returners and punt returners, and usually they don't pan out. Or, you know, Swervin Irvin has like a decent season with it, but now that he is leaving, that goes up in the air once again. In addition, if you actually watch his tape, the guy is so, so elusive. He has such a fast twitch, he's quick, he has great release. A lot of the times, if you go and just watch his highlight videos, if you don't wanna go through game by game, you could just go watch his highlight videos. A lot of the balls that he catches, he's wide open because he gets so much separation from the defender, which is something you would love to see. And can you imagine if he learned even better release from Devontae Adams? And besides the senior bowl, which I'll bring up in a second, he's also been pretty damn consistent on holding on to the football. Now, if we take a look at some of the negatives and why this gives me some potential pause, he does have an injury history in which he was reducing the amount of games that he was playing in his first three years. So that gives me some pause. In the senior bowl, he did drop a bunch of passes, which set up some red flags. However, the ball is different in the NFL than it is from college football, so that kind of makes sense that he just has to make an adjustment. In addition, the Green Bay Packers usually don't target these smaller guys. They like to go for those really big, tall, strong, wide receivers. Tony is not a contested catch guy. He's the kind of guy who just gets open in space and is able to pick up a ton of yards after the catch. So that's not necessarily a negative thing, but just based off experience of what the Packers usually target, Tony is not usually one of those guys. So the question becomes, do the Green Bay Packers take a shot and draft him in the first round? Being completely honest, I think that it is way too risky to draft him in the first round, considering all the things that I did mention. I think that he would be a great day two pick if the Green Bay Packers wind up trading back. I think he would would be a great second round pick, either the early one or the later one. I would prefer that they get him in the sec the late second or the third round, just because I'd feel a little bit more comfortable with that. Because while I do think that Tony does have some great potential, he had one really good season. I would just want to see more from him. And I know that these are two completely different positions, but I kind of have this mentality the same way I had it with Josh Jackson. He had one amazing season in college, but there wasn't that consistency, which always gives me a bit of pause. So for me, I would much prefer him being a day two pick. And if he somehow falls into day three, even better. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. How do you feel about this guy who has been mocked to the Packers in several mock drafts? Do you see it? Would you risk and go get him on night one? How do you feel? Let me know. You can always find me at TomGrassiComedy.com or at TomGrassiComedy on all social media you see down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons over at Patreon.com slash TomGrassiComedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassi. And as always, go Pack Go.